0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network.
1: Hi, Melissa. Hey, Elisa. Are you ready to record episode 378 of Geeky Show Ever? I am. I'm actually excited for this one. This, this is, this is going to be fun. Fun topic yeah. this time. We are recording on Tuesday, June 7th, we are talking about WWDC announcements that happened yesterday, so I'm going to try hard to get this show up by Wednesday, hopefully, Thursday at the very latest, so there won't be an episode on Sunday. We're just going to publish a few days earlier, because we want to talk about all the great things that were announced yesterday at WWDC, and if you didn't see the announcements, just go to Apple, either on the website or on your Apple TV, uh, to the Apple plus app and you can watch it there this was a long one i was hoping for like another quick hour but it was what
0: about an hour and and 50 minutes full of features though
1: yeah it was about what an hour and 50 minutes something like that yeah a little less than two hours hours
0: yeah it was less than two hours
1: yeah so we thought we would start with ios 16 that'll be coming out this fall what did you think
0: I'm excited. There's there's a lot of things in there, and we'll talk about it in a future episode. We we're we we're just gonna kind of talk about our reactions to these, but then we also kind of have like a back channel going where we were discussing our wish list items and things that we wished were going to come out in the the new version. And I was actually able to check off a couple of those things, so I, I'm excited. There's and we'll we'll tease that for next time. We'll we'll go over that, but we just wanted to kind of go through in order you know what happened and our reactions to it so yeah i was i was excited i thought there was a lot of great stuff in here stuff that i've been waiting for stuff that where i i wasn't actually expecting it i saw it rumored the first thing was the lock screen that was on one of the bingo cards that i saw published on twitter i think those are fun what did you think of the lock screen new features i like the lock screen widgets
1: yeah, adding the widgets, changing the lock screen based on what you're doing at a t- particular time of day. You can have a work yeah, lock screen the focus. and a personal lock screen. Mm-hmm.
0: So I thought that was kind of nice. My son uses that at school. I'm really actually really proud of him. He actually has different focuses set up for when he's at school so that he doesn't, because I always say to him, like, you know, sometimes I want to text you something, but I don't want to, I don't want your phone to go off or your watch to go off. I mean, the kids have so many devices nowadays. And it's like, no, that's okay, mom. I, I just get a vibration when you text, you know, I'll check it in between passing periods or I might glance at it. But I have it set so that you know it doesn't disturb me there's no sound that, that comes out because i have a specific focus set up, and i was like wow that's that's pretty great so this will this will accentuate that because it'll be instead of just like looking at the little moon icon like right now i have a podcasting focus setup so my little icon is a pair of headphones and then that lets me know that i have that focus enabled But on iOS and the iPhone, it looks to me like you're going to be able to customize your lock screen in such a way based on the focus that you chose. So just at a glance, you'll be able to say, oh, I'm in, you know, podcasting focus, for example. But yeah, it just it looks that looks like a lot of fun. I can see there will be some very, very useful widgets like batteries, of course, you know, batteries for your AirPods for your watch. I know I was thinking about you when I saw that. I was like, oh, at least it's going to put the battery widget on. (laughs) What would just? We don't, is, do you we think don't need that. I don't know. <laughs> the, I'll have the to extra play. Anxiety. Yeah, but that's yeah. just it. It looks like it's something that you can really, really play with, and and that's the thing. I want to make that distinction early on. When I saw all these new features and they were really getting granular with it, there's so many granular choices that you can make that it almost seems like for some people there's going to be a lot of choice paralysis where they're going to be like, there's just too many. There's too many choices and I just don't want any parts of it. And that's fine. And you don't have to customize anything. But for the people like us who like to play and like to be inquisitive about, oh, I wonder what happens if I do this and, you know, how could this improve my quality of life by having this feature turned on? That's what I think this is about. And, you know, I do I do watch these events and I do kind of scrutinize some of the features and I think to myself, "Oh, you know, I think about my clientele, you know, the, the demographic that I serve in, in my line of work. And I think to myself, okay, how could they get themselves in trouble accidentally with this new feature? <laughs> you know, like back in the day when, when when Do Not Disturb first came out, I don't know if you remember, and I think we've talked about this on previous episodes, one of the biggest problems that my seniors, my my vintage people were running into was that they were enabling Do Not Disturb by accident. They didn't realize that they had tapped it. You know, they must have pulled their phone out of their purse or shoved it in their pocket and didn't realize that the lock screen or the control center was up and they tapped the moon. Something, you know, I've seen people do it accidentally. I've actually witnessed this. I've I've observed this in the field. That people tap things accidentally. So I do watch it with a little bit of scrutiny and, and thinking about how can people get themselves into trouble. I I have to say I didn't see too much. Not not too much flagged me. I mean this this kind of stuff is like you have to be very deliberate about setting these new features up. So I was really happy well, to see that.
1: Wait until they get their their hands on the date and the time and they accidentally change it from white to maybe blue and a different yeah, font. Right. And they say, wait a minute, what happened to the white? What, what did I right. do? Because yeah. that's one of the things that's also, I mean, I can see purple in your future. Uh-huh. <laughs> Having, <laughs> purple like me or time. time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I like that. And if when you when you when you go to the website and you look, you can see there's one that has all the activity. So, if you have it on your watch, you can also have it on your lock screen, the different widgets, how many calories you burned, uh, you can put in alarms, a little bit of your calendar, there's all kinds of widgets that you can add right to the lock screen.
0: Right, and so that you can don't get even really have del- busy. On- really fast, but there's there's some people who really like that, you know, and, and you can change yeah. it up and it doesn't have to be. You could have it set up to where, you know, say you're in a work focus and you have a really busy screen because you're working and you need to be able to just at a glance quickly, very quickly be able to get information. That's what those kinds of widgets yeah, are for. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's what it's mm-hmm. for. So you don't have to unlock your phone, go to the app you know, or even look at the widgets It's on your main screen. You can just pick just it glance. up and go, Okay, I've done, you know, my next appointment's in 10 minutes, I have time to run out and grab a cup of coffee.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think it's gonna be great. I'm I'm, I got really excited about that. I wasn't expecting that I, I try not to pay too much attention to the rumor sites. You know, I read them for fun once in a while. But I had seen something about this, but I wasn't expecting this much amount of, of play that was available. So that was a pleasant surprise. I, I was really excited about this. This is one of those things where I was like, oh, wow. I, I did say, oh, wow, you know, a lot of times this was not mm-hmm. the event where I think the last couple of ones I was like, eh, meh, eh, you know, kind of could take it or leave it. There wasn't too much to be excited about. But the, these kinds of things I was really excited about. I think it's because it's a lot of UI stuff. It's a lot of user interface, a lot of user experience. And that's the kind of stuff that I really, really I like to geek out about it. I just enjoy it. I find it fun. I don't find it infuriating or frustrating like maybe some people do. I love to tinker with this stuff. So I think that this one was really a good one for tinkerers.
1: Yeah. There's one here that someone like my husband might like. I'm not sure about my husband specifically, because he's just very, as we've talked about before, very, I know what I know, and that's all I want to know kind of right. a person. Yep. But live activities, you can have right on your on your lock screen a score, you know, if you're following a yeah, baseball game, sports. you're following the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. You can have the screen that tells you what the score is right there in front of you without even unlocking your phone. Right. He's constantly, con I mean, we're eating dinner yeah. and he's checking Yahoo Sports and he's checking this sports site and this sports site. He's become checking like a nervous tick. <laughs> You know, he's checking the soccer game that's taking mm-hmm. place right now in England. He's checking the early afternoon baseball games. It's like, dude, we're having dinner. You know? <laughs> So he's yeah. constantly doing that. So something like that might be really good for him. But it's not just uh, it's not not just sports scores. It could be anything that you need to track mm-hmm. can be on that lock screen. You know, if you're waiting for a delivery, you can keep that right there. Did Amazon deliver your delivery yet? Yep.
0: You know, know. check <laughs> it. Or, so I know
1: when the dog's gonna go ballistic. Yeah, or you know, if you're waiting for your takeout order to be delivered.
0: You know that would be yeah, really great so. if they had something like that for like emergency rooms, so you could see when. <laughs> when gosh, if only the future isn't here yet yeah. for that. But man, that, that if that was if that was a feature, that would be great. Um, but yeah, I mean, think about all the time that's going to save just by having a glance. It, it's almost as if it's like it's kind of making people who don't wear watches, it's making their their phone more like a watch that they can just glance at it. So you don't have to, like you said, unlock it. And I mean, okay, it only takes like a couple of seconds. But still, it's, it's still a time suck to have to constantly keep opening it up and navigating somewhere, where now you can just pick it up and look at it. So, and I it's just,
1: it's important. more discreet, especially if you're with a group of people, you yes, just want to know, you know, you're out to dinner with some friends, you just want to know what the score is of the NBA playoffs, look at your phone real quick, okay, now you know the score, you can put it back down and go back to your conversation.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a time saver. And it's going to help people not have to be in their phones so many times, because the other thing, too, is it can be a trap. Let's say, you know, I, I'm, I'm guilty of this big time guilty of this, where I, I'm, I have a goal. I just want to open up my phone and I want to go look something up and oops, I get distracted by some other notification that came up. And next thing you know, it's like two hours later, like, why did I come in here? You know, by having it just on a glance, it does keep your focus like, okay, that's all I needed to know. Now I can put the phone back down, you know, so you don't get trapped. So I think I think that'll be great. Let's see, what else? So yeah, we were talking a little bit about focus filters. That was the next thing. We're, we're just yeah. kind of going over the previews and kind of cherry picking out what we thought yeah. was really interesting.
1: Now so, yeah. this one, I, I'm, since I don't use this, I'm kind of interested in how this would work. iCloud Shared Photo Library. And they were talking about if you and your husband and your kids are at a destination, you're all taking pictures, you put them in the iCloud shared photo library to share with each other. What I'm kind of curious about is what happens if your kids only want the pictures with them in it? Mm -hmm. Can they delete the other pictures or would they have to take those pictures and download
0: them to their own personal Albums. Yeah, that's a good question. That, that's just it. This, this feature is really exciting, but it actually ends up uh, creating more questions than answers right now. So, yeah, that that would be a question I I would have. Because I'm not on a family else, plan. It, it ends up being easier just to have,
1: I have my phone and my husband has his phone and I pay 99 cents a month for him to have extra iCloud storage. And that's it it wouldn't be cost effective for us to have apple music together or fitness plus or anything like that because he just doesn't care.
0: Yeah. He doesn't listen See, to we're, apple we're music. We are the opposite. Like we are totally integrated. Like we are totally in the yeah. apple ecosystem family. Like yeah. we do everything I mean, that way. So. He
1: does and he doesn't watch anything on apple um, apple tv except when the baseball games if the yankees are playing on mm-hmm. the apple tv app. Mm-hmm. Then he will watch it there, or sometimes it's on Amazon Prime, but that's it. I, you know, I, I even tell him, "Why aren't you watching Ted Lasso? It's a soccer." Eh, man' yeah. not interested. He's not oh, interested. Yeah, Plus, right. he's and like like
0: I said, no thousand. He knows times what he knows, he's never, and that's all, he's, all he, he wants a, to know. <laughs>
1: true, but he's also never home.
0: Yeah, right. He just doesn't have the time for it. The same same thing with my husband. They're just they're just out. You know, they're working all the time and. You know, my husband wants to come home and wash his brains, but he wants to watch, like, cartoons. <laughs> he wants to watch something yeah, that it, has nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, and he watches – mine me.
1: watches live sports. And mm-hmm. right now you've got that's the hockey playoffs going on between the Yankees doing well, boo hiss, and the um, the hockey finals going on and the NBA finals going on. That's what he watches. And mm-hmm. the French that Open was last week, so – and he was watching that. And plus, all, now it's golf season. I'm like, ugh.
0: I imagine it's because, you know, both our husbands have the type of jobs where they have to deal with people, like, ew, people, like, all day long.
1: <laughs> and oh, he's been they... like this all his life. Like, he would have been, he even thought about being a sportscaster on TV. Oh, really? Because he would have been good at it. He knows, he doesn't know a lot about everything, but he knows a little about everything. Like, you could ask him about some obscure sport. He could tell you something about it. Mm-hmm. And he knows enough and enough of the players where he could be talk intelligently enough to be a sportscaster and on the news. Missed
0: his calling. And, yeah, so he thought of hey, that. Hey, there's always retirement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, back to the, the photo library stuff. Uh, a friend on Twitter, Jason Tucker, asked that, you know, he tweeted, he's stoked about shared photo library, but he's sad that when I take a screenshot with one of my family members' photos in it, they will get that shared screenshot. But he also says I'd rather have this than nothing at all. So that's another point too. I mean, I don't know how often I would do that, but I do take a ton of screenshots. But yeah, I think it. I think it highlighted that if if there's a picture, or in this case, like he pointed out, a screenshot that has if you know it uses the the de- people detection and it detects that there's a family member in that picture, I think by default it shared, it you know puts it in the shared photo library. I, I think it's like an automated AI type of thing that, that automatically gets done. So yeah, it'll be very interesting to tinker with this when it comes out. I that's I always get excited about anything that they do to photos. Like I am I am finally really, really living up the captions. I love being able to use the captions. In fact that was another thing I think they talked about a little bit later, but it kinda it kinda dovetails into this is the enhanced spotlight features. Now you'll be able to do a spotlight search and it'll even find text that's in a picture. So Mm. can you imagine? I mean, I take tons and tons of screenshots to document a lot of things. And there's so many times where, okay, I'm going to need this later for like maybe say a tax report or some kind of finance report. I'm going to need this later. I better put a caption on it. Well, maybe now I might be able to just search for the word that I know is in that screenshot and I'll be able to find it. So I am excited to be testing that out. That'll be really, really cool. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that was the iCloud Shared Photo Library. So that's really exciting. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that one. Let's see, what's next? M-
1: messages we can unsend. Oh, yeah.
0: Yes, unsend. You yeah, know, You
1: had, You just have to hope that the person
0: you send it to hasn't read it yet. Or has an iPhone. Because <laughs> I don't think this yeah. is available for, for anything else but iMessage. So this is all iMessage stuff. I was really hoping that maybe soon, I I know that this is... I don't think it's a rumor, I think it's just kind of a a want that people have, that they will somehow make it so that you can use iMessage on Android devices, like on other devices, so that everybody can be using the same messaging platform, because it really does suck to have to try and it's nothing against I'm not digging on people who have Android phones who, you know, have the green bubbles. I'm not a green bubble, blue bubble person. My only issue with it is that using SMS just takes so much longer. I mean, there's several of my friends who, who don't have iPhones and trying to use the Messages app because we each have, you know, we have iOS Messages and they have another app on their end called Messages. It's the same thing but it's going through SMS and it just takes forever. And it's just so woefully, it's just so like behind the times. It just takes a long time. You can't do any, you can't uh, share that you've read the message. You can't tell when the other person got it. So it's always like, did you get the message like I can't tell if it's been delivered sometimes the progress bar takes a long time it's just pretty awful and then we just end up you know what let's just use Facebook messenger because it's just easier that way and that's what I hate like I don't want to have to use Facebook messenger I want to just be able to use or WhatsApp you know I just want to be able to use the messaging tool that came with the phone but SMS is just really behind the time so it would be nice to see that in the future with with these features because like I just said I mean yeah unsend is great but not if you're texting with somebody who's not on iOS. Or you could be, another problem too is, and and some people just don't know this, you could be texting with somebody who does have an iPhone, but they have actively for their own reasons chosen or because they just didn't understand how it works and didn't know to enable the feature, they don't have their phone number connected to iCloud. And so they might have an iPhone, but the message still goes through as SMS or it's green Because they just don't have a hook through iCloud. So anyway, you know, yeah, I'm totally excited for these features. But if you have a lot of mixed uh, platform users in your life, um, this isn't something to get too excited about. But for those who do, this is something to get really excited about. This is really, really cool.
1: And they're also doing undo, unsend
0: unsend in mail and a schedule send, which would be nice. yes. From a business aspect, that is, mm-hmm. yes, because I don't want people knowing, you know, there have been times in the past where I've been working on a project at two, three in the morning, and I really don't want them to know that I'm up that late. I don't want to keep myself on a short le- leash, and I really would like to be able to schedule something. Now, can you imagine if we could schedule message sends? <laughs> Although, there, the other feature in messages that I was excited about was, what was it called? Um, mark is unread. Just like in mail, you can, you know how you're reading your mail, yep. and you're like, oh, yep. My husband's didn't see that message yet. We share an email address, so I mark it as unread so that I can say, go and you know read this message. Same thing in messages now. That's really, really exciting because there's been so many times where I've gotten a message from a client. I've looked at it because I wanted to see, you know, well, is this something I really need to tackle right now? This moment isn't an emergency or can I table it for like the next hour? And so I really like the idea of being able to just mark it as unread because then I can go through my blue dots you know, and then kind of use that as like a checklist, because right now what I end up doing is, oh, darn it, I read that message and I'm afraid I'm going to get distracted or something else is going to happen with everything that's going on right now. That happens all the time. And I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to get back to that person. So I end up having to say, hey, S yes lady, remind me to text so and so back. So now I won't have to do that. That'll oh, what a time saver to just build a market as unread. Yeah, that'll be good because how many times have you've gotten it and you have good intentions to get back to that
1: person and five more messages came through and that (laughs) pushes the person down and Uh then you... You've totally yeah. forgotten. And then you're like, oh, my God, I never got yep. back to them. Yep. That's something I think about at 11 o'clock at night when I'm in yes. bed or <laughs> when I'm in the shower in the down. morning.
0: Like, oh, uh-huh. I was supposed uh-huh. to get back to that person and I never did. They're going to kill me. <laughs> you know? Now, I know that we said we weren't going to talk about wishlist things, but I, but I just thought of this and I didn't put it on my list. But you know what a future feature would be? Like how many times have have you done this or you don't you don't have to say'll I'll speak first both like I know several times I've composed a message and then I get distracted and I forgot to tap send
1: and, oh I do that all and, the time and, and then the I wonder why they didn't did. respond to me right right, right,
0: right and you know, so I don't know what they would call it. We'll have to start thinking of it like so this will be in our, our future episode of like you know dear Jim we we'd like this feature. I don't know what we'd call this like I don't know. Um, hey, dum-dum, you forgot to tap send. Well, what I end up
1: doing is I hit the return button on the keyboard, um, thinking that I sent it. Yeah. And then I'm like, why didn't they respond to me? And then I go back and open the message like, because it's still sitting in the message box. Uh-huh. That's why you never yep, sent yep. it. And then I yeah. hit the send button like, you idiot. <laughs>
0: yeah, I wonder, yeah, I t- I wonder how, it, how would they do that? There would have to be some kind of AI set up to detect that the message wasn't sent and that there should be like a reminder like hey you didn't send this message did you want to you know so yeah don't automatically iOS, like, send 18. it yeah
1: <laughs> don't automatically send it because maybe you left because you had to get some more information and now you're going to come yeah. back
0: and finish it so don't yeah. don't automatically send it right yeah, I, uh, I do that yep. all the time, though. I start composing something, and then I, okay, I have to go research that, and then the kids want something, or then the dog wants something, you know, and I just, I get interrupted, and then, you know, I, the whole day goes by, maybe into tomorrow, I'm like, oh, darn it, I was gonna send that, and now, now, now it's moot, or, you know, oh, this person was waiting for a response back, and, oh, uh, yeah, so what a mess. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, communication. Let's see, the next thing was mail. We did touch on that, um, that you can schedule to send a message later. That's going to be really, really great. There was an unsend, what was it, like 15 minutes or something like that? Yeah, I think it was 15. Yeah, and and we're just going over the the main overview. So on the Apple website, just I want to take a moment to point out that when you are looking at each section, pay attention to this because it might not be readily available noticeable to you but in the upper right hand corner you'll see overview and all new features so then they do like a deeper dive into all the new features things that they didn't talk about in the presentation so like under let's see iCloud shared photo library I'm going to go to messages so there was edit message you can you can edit a message for up to 15 minutes after sending it mark is unread we talked about share play via messages you can share synchronized activities like movies, music, workouts, games, and more with friends while chatting in messages. We talked about undo send, recover recently deleted messages. That that could be a lifesaver. When I know people who have deleted stuff and they didn't want to delete them. Uh, collaboration updates that that'll be interesting. So say you and I, this would be something we can tinker with in the future. Say we're working on show notes for a future podcast we could collaborate on it, collaboration invitations. And let's see what if we dive a little bit deeper into mail, missing recipients and attachments get notified if you forget to include an important part of your message like an attachment or a recipient. Oh, I can I can already picture like five different people that will benefit from that because I've seen them make that mistake where they forgot. I think
1: there's people that pay something. for that. They have a service for that. I don't oh, remember which mail really? service it is, but it's I'm pretty sure Dave Hamilton had talked about it on Mac Observer, mm. GeekGag, where it might say, you know, dear Melissa, please see the, please see the, atta- you know, please look at the, the attachment, yeah. you know, yeah. and then I hit send and then it says, you forgot the attachment.
0: Yeah, that happens so many times. And then the person has to go, oops, sorry, you know, forgot or the link was the, wrong. But that, but or... that, but that
1: mail, that, that mail, I don't know what you call it, that mail app will tell him bef- as he hits the send button you forgot mm-hmm. to add the attachment and he's like oh it's right i forgot
0: yeah i think it's just a common thing that happens to everybody that's why you know anytime i do get an email I'm always very compassionate about it because it happens to us all, you know, like, well, could you resend it because it didn't attach or, you know, the attachment didn't come through. Or when I send a message, I always put, you know, please see the attached PDF. Please let me know if you have any problems downloading the attachment or opening the attachment, you know, or, you know, at least confirm that that you've received it. I always ask for confirmation. Um, there's a the new feature in the, in the expanded list. Remind me, it says, never forget about an email that you opened, but didn't get back to select a date and time to have messages resurface in your inbox. I could see how that would be really, really helpful. And I think there was some kind of a, it looks like the search is going to get better, more intelligent search, a search improves your results by correcting typos and using synonyms for your search terms. Cause yeah, I mean, search is great, but I can see how it being more powerful would be a lot more helpful. Undo send, smart search suggestions, follow-up, move sent emails to the top of your inbox so you can quickly send a follow-up, rich links, add rich links that give your email messages more context and details at a glance. So I think that's like when you want to hover over it so that you can see maybe a preview of what the what the link is. So that'll be interesting. Let's see what's next. So after mail then was Safari? Yep, there's that. But I think... um One that you were really interested in was dictation. Yes. Where is that? Oh, is that still under messages? You were. So, yeah, this is under intelligence. So live. Oh, we were going to talk about that, too. Live text for video. My son was really excited about this, that you can actually get live text from a video, kind of like you can for a photo. He was like, yes, I was waiting for that. Another thing that that other people and I have been joking about is that you can lift a subject from the background. So say I took, I love that they used a dog as an example because I would totally do this. And I've considered being warned (laughs) when this is available because I'm going to totally do this when I take a picture of Opal. You can lift a subject from the background. So you can, it says you can easily lift the subject from an image or isolate the subject by removing the background. It says this is available in photos, screenshot, quick look, Safari, and more. So if I took a picture of Opal, you know, in our front yard, I could just tap on her and it'll, Ugh, they, they said it's magical. And I, I can't wait to try this. It'll actually isolate just Opal and take her out of the background. And I could text it to you, and it would look like you were getting a sticker. So I'm excited to try that. And then let's see, is this one live text quick actions. Now it's even easier to call phone numbers, visit websites, convert currencies, translate languages and more and photos, videos and camera. Okay, so that's the one about selecting it. Selecting the text from the, here it is, dictation. Smarter dictation. Yes, this is so exciting. I cannot wait to try this. Use dictation and the keyboard together. I mean, oh my gosh, I can't wait to try this. I just cannot wait to try this. I'm so, Mm -hmm. I'm so going to be, you're going to get lots of text messages with lots of weird things going on, I'm sure. It says, move seamlessly between voice and touch to enter text. Type with the keyboard, tap in the text field move the cursor, and insert quick type suggestions, all without needing to stop dictation. So you can be dictating, as in like speaking your text, and be able to select it without interrupting it. So you don't have to keep starting and stopping and starting and stopping. I just, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yes. very. We should
1: probably we should probably wrap up iOS 16 because we still have so much more to go through. But yeah. real quick, the fitness app for iPhone. So you can keep track of your fitness goals without having to have an Apple Watch.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. Because, you know, I keep thinking, I wonder if my dad should get an Apple Watch. You know, he's mentioned being interested in a Fitbit. But having this, he won't have to get one because it's just one more thing for him to deal with. And I don't want to confuse me even more. But yeah, I'm excited about this. I, I, I yeah. want to try this out with them.
1: And there's so much more for iOS 16, but check out the website and look at everything they've got. Um, Ventura, that's the new Mac OS. Yeah, it's a, it's a good name.
0: I like it. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I know nothing about California, so I'm thinking, how about Redwoods? I know it's not a place, it's a tree, but that's what I was thinking. How about Redwood? That might be or the Redwoods. But they're doing places. I don't even know where Ventura is. I think that's Southern
0: California. I don't know. Well, you can look it up in the new Maps app.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, could do that. But you have the same thing with the mail Mm -hmm. and Spotlight. So a lot of things are the same. Uh, Let's see. This was looking. Safari and pass keys are the
0: same. Uh, Messages are enhanced. So so far, shared everything? shared tab groups that would be really cool because we were thinking about doing that today. Um, I guess yeah, you can't really do that yet, maybe. But you know, you and I put together all of our tabs, but we had to like spend all this time, you know, talking. Okay, do you have this one? And then this one? And then this one? And then this one? Whereas I could have just grouped them all up and texted it to you, and boom, you could have just opened them. Except for that you're yeah. using Chrome, but if you were using, using Safari, mm-hmm. I wonder, I wonder what would happen. Is now, one thing that, you that was share cool. from browser to browser. I would think not. That would be an interesting feat. But we have we'll check an interesting wish list. Yeah, we'll have to try that out because that would be really cool cuz maybe maybe it's just a link that somebody can click and it doesn't matter which that would be really cool if it didn't matter which browser they were they were using that it would just automatically open up all of the the tabs in that group. That would be really cool. One
1: thing that I thought was cool was stage manager. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know stage if you or not
0: cuz I'm kind of like happy with my workflow that I have right now, but I yeah, try It
1: organ, organizes your apps and Windows in a single view on any Mac so you can stay focused while easily moving between the tasks. And I believe, though, you need to have an M1 Mac for that to work. Uh, they also have it on the iPad, but you have to have an M1 iPad. There's a specific iPad you have to have. So it won't work on my iPad. Mm-hmm. So make sure before you get too excited about some of these. Some of these have little footnotes on them. Check the yes. footnote note, footnote to make sure that your particular device will work with this. Um, so I thought that was kind of neat. You know, it, it creates workspaces, and especially for the iPad, more for the iPad than the Mac. You know, with the iPad, you have one app open. I I could never do split view, and I I could I just can't get that to work. You can, can take, take your yeah. you I'm can take your out. apps and kind of keep them on the side. So if you're working on say Pages and you have a Safari window open and you have a spreadsheet open that you're going to put into your Pages document, you can have them all open at the same time. But two of them can be off to the side while the one the third one you're working on. It just makes it so much easier to have to I have to close this app and then open the mm-hmm. next app. And it, yeah, it'll sure. make it a lot lot more uh, graceful, elegant to go from app
0: to app. Um, handoff to FaceTime on the Mac. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have experienced this with Zoom recently and I thought it was really cool because there are times when I attend a meeting and I start it with the iPad because I'm still like the meeting has started, but I still have to do stuff around the house and it's not where, you know, your video isn't required. So I might start on the iPad so that I can carry it around with me. And then when I'm ready to sit down on my computer and then go on camera, then I can just tap where it says, you know, do, would you like to switch to this device? And I just select it. And I really, really like that. So I'm really happy that that that's coming to FaceTime. It almost seems like they're copying Zoom, but I don't care. I like it. I'm glad. I'm glad they're doing it. <laughs>
1: And then it looks like, uh, not
0: with the initial release of Venture,
1: but, you know, maybe sometime afterwards, they're doing something called Freeform, where you and I can collaborate together. Yeah,
0: that's what it was called. In real time. Yeah, Yeah, in real time on a document. Yeah. Yeah. Because that would be great for show notes. I bet Mm -hmm. you podcasters are really going to like that. Yeah. Freeform. I wonder, I I forgot what that was called. I went over it and that's one of the ones I was going to go back and look up. And then uh, next is continuity camera. Mm-hmm. I am super excited for that because, um, as you know, I've been, you know, I moved recently and I'm trying to set up this this new workspace and we have, like, a den in the front of the house, an office space, and I've been trying to set it up so that I can take, you know, video conferences and things like that and, you know, actually look half decent without all these, like, Tucker Toads behind me with stuff, you know, filled up in them. And one of the things that I'd like to do is be able to use, you know, I have older iPhones sitting around that, you know. What what I'd like to be able to repurpose them somehow. This would be a great way to be able to repurpose uh, an older iPhone. Now, I'm not sure about that. So I guess I should, before I say that, we probably have to look and see what versions you have to have. I guess it probably has to be able to run the most current operating system. So you might not be able to use an older iPhone to do it. But if you're like right now, I mean, my iPhone is just sitting here. I could just use my current iPhone if I'm not using it actively while I'm in a video conference. I might as well just take advantage of the great camera that it has and use the camera. They also showed a feature uh, called Center Stage. And I could see how that would come in really handy if you're demonstrating something where it will show you what's on your desk. So say I was doing something with the keyboard or something with my hands or demonstrating something on an iPad, I could use my iPhone as the webcam and have it pointing down at my iPad and all within I guess a FaceTime call and then we could probably record it using QuickTime and then you could do like a whole screencast with it. So that'll be cool. Okay I was
1: wrong about the M1. Okay what was that? For your Mac to run uh, OS Ventura you need a 2017 or later iMac, iMac Pro, MacBook Pro, and MacBook 2017 and later MacBook Air 2018 later, Mac Pro 2019 or later, Mac Studio 2022, and Mac Mini 2018. So if you have a computer older than 2017, it looks like 2016 and earlier, you're not going to be able to run Ventura. But it looks like anything after 2017, you can.
0: And I I think with
1: iOS, I want to say it was an iPhone 8 or later iphone 8 and later and also
0: that includes the iphone se right so only one of my kids gets cut off which we're getting ready for a new cycle anyway mm-hmm. so yep yeah okay Desk view. that's what it's called where they show the desk view mm-hmm. so yep yes, excited that w- about that and there's also yeah, that studio good. light and portrait mode so, you know, finally a lot of people have been complaining and and I've complained about it in the past is the the webcam that's built into the MacBook Pro. I really think that they're finally listening to that and they're finally beefing up the capabilities. Now, it could be that they're that the camera is still subpar and maybe that's why they're making it so that you can use your iPhone like maybe enough people complained about it, so they want to make that available, but it's still nice it's it's great that there's going to be more camera options for more video conferencing because i mean that's what we're doing nowadays so got time to step it up mm. the games i want to explore in the future i don't have a whole lot to say about that i'm going to defer to my kids when it comes to that my kids and my yeah. dad <laughs> but i don't I, I play wanna, games yeah i want to see what what they'll be able to do in the future where they might be able to game together so that'll be fun with share play yeah um and yeah the free rest kind of,
1: yeah and the rest kind of looks more like tweaking what was already there. Mm-hmm. Nothing really earth shattering. I I would think out of I think Ventura was
0: probably well. If anything, the they're making exciting. it exciting. They're making it look more and more like iOS. They're they're making it more yes. cohesive. Yep, for sure. Yes, and I and if I, you like have that. it on one. Yeah, if you have it on yeah. one device, you pretty much have it on the other. Yeah, and I've I've always been looking forward to that. And I like when they do that more and more and more. If, if anything, I guess the only downside is that when I work with some of my clients, they get a little confused because it does look so similar. So when they're on their Mac, they're like reaching out to touch it. <laughs> it's not a touch device. That's probably the only caveat. But other than that, it's great from a consultant standpoint, from, a, you know, a technology advisor to be able to use less words to have to compare things. And I can just point and say, tap on this, and it's the same color. It's in the same position. You know, that's just, that's a lot nicer. Um, I did want to go back real quick, because there was something I wanted to touch on in iOS real quick. It was the Apple Pay, well, the, first of all, the Maps, real quick, the New Transit, um, the uh, you can now schedule trips, which I have been really like, how do you know, I can do this in, in Google Maps? How do I do this in Apple Maps? You know, I just I haven't felt like I could do as much. I like Apple Maps better. While I am driving. I really like that, you know, she'll say, not at this night, but the next light turn left, I really find that helpful. There's definitely little details and features that Apple Maps has that seem to be a lot better than Google Maps. So I've been using it more. But that has been one feature that's been lagging where I want to You know, especially with with helping out this family member with their healthcare needs, sometimes I have to make multiple stops to different appointments, and I want to be able to plan my route. And I also want to be able to do it for calculating the mileage because you know it'll be a a medical mileage claim. And it looks like we'll be able to do that in the future version of Apple Maps. So that I'm really looking forward to. I got really excited about that. And then real quick on Apple Pay and Wallet, we were just talking about this pre-show a little bit. Um, your husband is a merchant, I'm a merchant, we both run businesses where we take Apple Pay. And I was talking about the fact that so I'm already a merchant with Square. That's how I take payments for my business. And I am excited about the prospect of being able to use my phone to just take the payment there, you know, with tap to pay, so that I don't have to take out my little the little card reader device that I have, but I'm still going to have to carry it in my backpack because there's still going to be people that I work with that just don't use Apple Pay. They don't either want to by choice, or they just don't have it set up because they don't know about it. And that'll be a future lesson for us. But suffice it to say, there's still going to be a lot of times where I have to do the the dip and you know chip cards. So I'm still going to have to carry this no matter what. But it's one less thing that I have to Interact with it'll simplify things if I know in advance that the person is going to pay using Apple Pay. So you know that'll that'll get easier as time goes on, and maybe um, it'll be so. We didn't talk about this too. A lot of you know how we were talking about how we think that gone are the days where you'll have to worry about swiping a stripe on a credit card. Right. Yeah, because yes. most cards are now chipped. I think that moving into the future, I think that most cards will be chipped and. Like eventually, they'll probably abandon the stripe altogether. I don't know when that will happen. But I think that they're also moving in the direction of putting a Wi-Fi chip, I guess we call it, inside, you know, embedded in the card. So what I'm not sure about, and I'd have to dig in deeper, is, is this only for Apple Pay or will you be able to take, say, a Discover card that isn't linked to Apple Pay but has a Wi-Fi chip in it? I wonder if that will be the case. I I thought it was anything that had that little Wi-Fi chip in it. That that would be great because, you know, then I probably will be able to abandon this card reader. You know, I won't have to carry around another piece of kit with me if that's the case because most cards nowadays, I wouldn't say most, but many, many more cards nowadays are starting to get the Wi-Fi card reader. I think in, once you them. get the renewal, if your card is good for six years, once mm-hmm. it's due to send you a new one,
1: that's you when you Wi-Fi. get it because I I think all my cards now have the Wi-Fi, but I never use it because I use the Apple Pay. Right. If they have it. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many places I go to. I'll say, do you have Apple Pay? No. Mm -hmm. Why not? Right. (laughs) And if they do have Apple Pay, a lot of times it just doesn't work because it wasn't set up properly, but it shows right there on the screen, Apple Pay. It'll say the words Apple Pay.
0: It's like, well, then why isn't it working? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know why people don't prioritize it. I don't know. The, the future isn't here when it comes to that. So that that's just a concern where it's like, it's one of those things where, oh, this feature is great, but it's, it's not fully baked yet in our society. So we'll use it where we can and it'll be great, but we still have to carry around another piece of tech anyway, because there's still going to be that huge subset of people who just don't use it. And then, Along the lines with this, I was going to talk about the the wallet where, uh, is it, I think they said, is it Maryland and Arizona? Which were the two states, Arizona and another state, was it Maine or Maryland, where they rolled out the new TSA compliant ID cards that you can store in Apple Wallet. And again, yeah, it's and- the same thing where that's really great. I can't wait to use it. But if I go and fly out to you, I'm still going to have to whip out my plastic license card because yeah, because it's not that in New TSA York. Doesn't yet. accept it. Yeah, so no, not yet. It's not fully baked. So yeah, that's what well, I that's we're getting about there. Those. Yeah, we're getting there. So so yeah. it's great. It's. I mean, I'd rather that they start implementing this stuff than just never do it because oh well, it won't have wide adoption. You know, it would be nice to use it wherever it's available. So it just have to wait for it to catch on.
1: Yeah. The last thing about Ventura before we move on to iPad OS. Is they're bringing the weather app that you see on the iPhone,
0: oh. and that's going
1: and that is going across to all the devices. Nice. So that means I can get rid of my third-party weather app yeah, and just I saw be some consistent about
0: that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So now I can just be consistent across all three. And I don't have a weather app on the iPad, so I just go to weather.com if I have that's the device in front of me and I need to look up some weather. So mm-hmm. I like the idea of having this. Like you said before, it's almost making it so that. They're almost just one. Everything is just the same. You see it on your phone. You see it on your iPad. You see it on your Mac.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. I did see also here in the macOS Ventura preview under Focus. It says, because remember we were talking about this, where you were having an issue with, with Focus not working correctly. It looks like maybe they're going to tweak that. It says, when you're setting up a Focus, you can now select apps and people you want to receive notifications from by either allowing them or silencing them. So, for example, in our podcasting focus, I have you set as being able to receive messages from you because I'm podcasting with you, and you could do the same for me. But we'll be able to do that on our Macs soon, not just in iOS. Um, it says, and you can draw boundaries in Apple apps like Calendar and Messages by hiding distracting content with focus filters. So that will that will be nice. Um, also, same as iOS dictation, dictation automa- automatically punctuates text with commas, periods and question marks as you speak. And you can also insert emoji with just your voice that I I just uh, I have to say that again, I cannot wait to try that because so many times while I'm driving, I dictate things like I try or at least I try to and I kind of fail miserably. And sometimes I just try it to see if it's available. And I've been trying that for a while now. Why can't I say, you know, kissy face emoji or happy face emoji or winky emoji or something. And I try to say it and you know, it just doesn't work. But now it's going to so. That's I, I can't wait to try that. Shall we move on to iPad OS? iPad. What have we
1: here? Let's see. Okay, a lot of the same. iCloud Shared Photo Library. We already talked about that. Mm-hmm. I'm on the preview page, not the in-depth page. Right. Messages are the same. Mail is the same. Safari stage manager so there's a lot of um equity mm-hmm. amongst the three iOS uh 3OSs
0: yeah Let's except see. they weren't going to get i I would say the one thing that's missing a kind of a glaring omission is the lock screen customization mm, and that that's we kind of we we experienced that before with widgets remember back when widgets came out we were like but what about the iPad <laughs> and then i guess it was like what another release later that another full point release later or something that they came out with the widgets. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if maybe that's what's going to happen cuz why wouldn't you have customized I- iPad lock screens? I mean that's that's a really rich playground for for having that feature. So I just thought that was an interesting omission for now. One thing this this might
1: be your kids might be a little too old at this point, but with the iPad you can set up a new device for a child with the same settings that you already have for the iPhone or a previous iPad.
0: Well, that'll be nice for when we do the whole switcheroo when we when we go to upgrade things. So that'll still that'll still be in play at least for my 12-year-old. I mean, yeah, he's 12, he's going to be 13 soon, but I mean, my 15-year-old, I still use some parental no.
1: Yeah, on. so if you're using parent, you don't have to mm-hmm. go back through and then tweak yes. again. You can oh, just, so you know, tweaking. it's it's kind of like moving your uh, your phone from an old phone to a new phone or your watch yes. from the old watch to the new watch. It just moves yes. over and it's like it's like it nothing changed except the device. So that'll yeah. be a big help for parents.
0: Yeah, the, I've been kind of disappointed in the whole screen time thing only because it just doesn't seem I'm hoping that this is a sign that they're that they're still paying attention to it. Cause it kind of feels like they've abandoned it a little bit. It's like, Oh, here's all these great things that you can do as a parent. And you know, you can do this and you can do that. And it's going to help you when it kind of fell short for me. Cause you know, I go to look at the screen time to see what my kids are doing and it doesn't, it takes forever to load. And then when it loads, it's for some reason, I guess, because we have switched phones and there's something that didn't get transferred. I don't know what it is, but it's just not reliable for one of my kids' phones. I go and look at it and it says it's the other kid's phone. It's like it got confused along the way, but it doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes I'll go in there and look and it's the correct, it's the correct phone. It's like, okay, I don't know what's happening here, but just because of that, I just don't, I don't rely on it. You know, it's just one of those things where it's a feature that comes out and it's so great. And, and I am excited for a lot of these things and I do trust that they will be implemented effectively, but sometimes they don't, you know, and that's just something we have to kind of roll with. And, you know, sometimes it just doesn't get completely supported. So I'm hoping that this will be a sign that they're still paying attention to parental controls and that they're still going to keep developing for it.
1: There's one thing we did skip over in iOS 16 that I think is important under the privacy section is safety check. So for people who are in a domestic violence mm-hmm. situation, they can make sure that uh, that they reset access that they've granted to others. So that if you're in a situation where your your partner no you know has knows where you are at all times, you can re- revoke that.
0: Mm, that's yeah, that's important. Emergency so reset. that.
1: Yeah, so that was good that they're taking that seriously. Is that – I'm just trying to see if that's also an iPad. Uh, Let's see. To search for privacy. Yeah, because iPad, it's pretty much the same as what's going on in iOS. Security
0: improvements applied faster than ever. Uh, hmm. interesting yep. now now your ipad will get important security improvements between normal software updates so you automatically stay up to date and protect it against security issues i'm not sure why that wasn't the default before hidden and recently deleted albums locked by default the hidden and recently deleted photo albums are locked by default and can be unlocked using your ipad authentication method Face ID, Touch ID, or your passcode. So you know that's important for people who are you know in a situation where they do need to hide pictures and they don't want somebody being nosy and going and looking there at that stuff. I mean, I take pictures of rashes once in a while. Like my kids break out in something. It's like I don't. Yes, really I do that. too. I don't want that as part of my you know demonstration that I'm going to be giving for a client. So I hide that stuff. Nobody needs to be seeing that. <laughs> yeah, they have in the news app. If you are, again, for my
1: husband, but he won't use this, my sports, so that if you follow a particular team or an athlete, you can customize the sports feed so that you get news based on that particular athlete or team or league. So, yeah, I really, honestly, I don't really use Apple News. The only time I use it is if someone sends me a
0: link to an article, but Mm -hmm. I don't open it myself and look at it. I don't use it as much as I should. I just wish I'd I'd make more time to read the beautiful magazines and stuff that are in there. Yeah, because I have I the the plus there. subscription with our with our one, and they they mm. do. I mean, the music, the the magazines are wonderful. I just maybe I should just read them on my iPad, and I would probably get more out of it. Yeah, freeform they have in here again collaboration in real time. I, I'm excited for that. Let's see what else live captions oh look at that turn audio into text in real time and follow along more easily with conversations and media that's cool says it's in beta so yeah i've seen this a couple times where it says it's in beta so i guess it means that it's not going to be fully fully baked you know that that's happened before too with icloud iCloud plus and instant relay and things like that Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: it comes out eventually
1: yeah, so a lot much, of what's in iPad is yeah. the same as what's in iOS 16. So, huh. which, which is good because if you get yeah. used to it on the phone, you can exactly. just walk over to
0: your iPad and it's the same thing. Mm. So how about watch OS no Yeah, 9? this is exciting. I, I, I was really excited for this stuff. I, I'm, I'm actually starting to to lust after a new watch. <laughs> you just got, what, the 7? I just got, yep, I just got yep. mine
1: last week. So I'm just waiting for them to accept my trade-in. Mm-hmm. So that that I sent out. It's, it's, it's like night and day as really? far as the battery. Because you know how much I have, like, at this yes. point in the day, normally I'd be at, you know, 50% battery. Right. I'm at 75% right now. I've been going to bed anywhere between 50 and 60% battery. So I've been very yeah, see, happy Yeah, see, mine's starting
0: to do that. I'm starting to get the notification before we turn in. I'm like, hmm, that's starting to happen, you know, more frequently. I don't know if it's because – it could be because I have been using it for workouts more, a little bit more than I – so maybe I'm just using it more. So I know when when that starts to happen, I start to think, well, I better turn this into a hand-me-down before I can't anymore, you know?
1: The screen is a 41 millimeter and it's, so it's just one millimeter larger than my previous one, but it looks so much bigger.
0: And, and I and don't you know like if that? Are you able to see it better? Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't have and, to change I any watch bands, right? No new watch nope. bands? Nope. Good. nope. Okay. Nope. Every, all my watch bands fit.
1: And I don't know if it's just me or
0: because it's a brand new watch. I don't know, but it also seems clearer, sharper. Yeah, that's yeah, my vision's really, really bothering me. That's the biggest thing is when I look at my watch, that's my kind of my my vision test right there. It's like if I have to start wearing my glasses just to be able to see what's on my watch, that's that's a problem. So and I even have things like set in bold and stuff. So that's another I keep coming up with these new reasons for it's time to upgrade to a bigger watch screen because I really do use it. I really do use it a lot more more so than I ever imagined I would. I, I thought that when the Apple Watch came out, I just thought, oh, my God, are, seriously, do we need a freaking accessory for our phones now? This is just so ridiculous. I mean, I just totally poo-pooed it. I was like, this is just, this is just a, a gluttonous, you know, luxurious, we don't need this, until I got one. I was like, oh, okay, I get it now.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it just for Apple Pay. It is yeah. worth the money to me yeah. just to be able to go to the grocery
0: store and just go boop and done. I'm out of there. I use timers all the time. Speaking of which, you wanted to tease something. (laughs) I I do. I'm going to tease it now because as we're starting to, you know, we're we're lusting after these new features uh, on on watchOS 9. And one of the new features is about being able to customize your workouts. And we talked about this on another episode, too. And I I was looking for it. And this is still going to be on a wish list that we'll talk about in the future is being able to uh, make a playlist or something. So we're not quite there with that yet, but they did add things like heart rate zones and being able to set uh, intervals, um, custom customized workouts, and that's what I'm really excited about. So this is what I'm going to tease. So I wasn't expecting this feature to come, neither neither the heart rate zones either. So I was really really pleasantly surprised by those. But something that I have been doing recently is so. Back in back the end of last year, I started going to physical therapy, they gave me a bunch of exercises, I, you know, learned how to do them. And then, you know, they kind of like sent me on my way, okay, sent me packing, here's your exercises. There is an app called physio that I use, but it's really clunky, because you have to log in each time. And you know, the screen goes to sleep, it's just it's kind of it's really just very cumbersome to use. And all I can basically do is just check off that I did the exercise and track like the um, the and, uh, how difficult it was and you know, see if I'm improving. But what I really wanted to be able to do was, and you know, we were talking about this pre-show, if anybody's ever experienced physical therapy, you know that it is really difficult. That's why people specialize in this. That's why you need help with it because there's so much to keep track of with your breathing, which muscles you're using, how you're using those muscles, the repetitions, you know, how long you need to rest for. There's just so many parts to it. And so I use an app that's called Multi-Timer and I'm using the pro version. Um I want to say I think it's like 9.99. It's a very intensive app. There are so many things that you could do with it. I won't go into it right now. I'm just going to kind of tease it that I'll share more about this later, but basically what I did was I created what's called a board of all of my physical therapy exercises. I'm about halfway through populating it, which is why I kind of got excited about this because I don't know if I really want to finish it. I want to see what iOS with what, what watchOS 9 Let's me do. And it looks like it's going to be very basic, it still looks like multi timers pro is going to be better for this type of task, which is setting up intervals. So I have it set. So okay, I'm going to start doing say the the pectoral stretch, you know, where you put your arms in the doorway, and you're supposed to stretch for 30 seconds in one position, and then you rest and then you're supposed to stretch for 30 seconds in another position, and then you rest. And then you repeat that so many times, you know, there's there's so many of these exercises where you have to do it for a certain count, you know, stretch for a certain amount of time and then repeat it and then switch sides. And that gets really hard to, to track, to keep track of mentally. So I set up these timers in such a way that it, it makes a sound and you can customize the sounds. It'll make a sound for when you're ready to do the next set. So it'll make a sound for every repetition and then it'll make a sound for, you know, say if you're supposed to stretch for 30 seconds at the end of 30 seconds, it'll make a different sound. And then it'll tell you, okay, now rest, now switch sides, now it's time to do the next side. And it looks like in WatchOS 9, you're going to be able to customize workouts with intervals too. It says, tailor work and recovery intervals to suit your training style. Receive alerts for pace, heart rate, cadence, and power. You shape it, it shapes you. That's that's what it says in, in the the section here where it talks about it. So I don't think it's going to be as intense as the multi-timers app that I'm using, but it's a good it's a good um, start for people who want to just be able to track their um, their intervals, you know, to be able to create intervals. And, and it'll have haptic, I think it they said in the demonstration, that it'll give you a haptic feedback. So, you know, that'll be nice to have it on the watch to be able to do that. Now, you can use multi, Multi-Timers Pro on the Apple Watch. The only, the only drawback, though, is, and I still have to test this out, it says in the description that the customized sounds don't – don't sound on the watch. The watch doesn't have the capability to have custom sounds. You know, you're limited as to what sounds you can have come out of the Apple Watch right now. And so that's kind of a missing thing. But at least with the Apple Watch OS 9 intervals, it'll give you haptic feedback. And I think that'll be nice to just have like a tap on your wrist where, okay, it's time to rest now, you know, rest for 10 seconds or whatever. So I'm just really excited about that. I'm going to be comparing those features, I'm going to be comparing it to what I'm already using and what the uh, watchOS 9 interface offers. And, you know, there might be a time and a place for each of those things. What do you think? Do you think you're going to use that feature? No. Nope. (laughs) Well, that's why I was going to ask you is like, how do you do workouts? Do you use heart rate? Do you use intervals for anything?
1: No, because that I think would be more for running or treadmill and I do neither. Okay. So, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens when I do outdoor walk. Cuz mm-hmm. when I do outdoor walk, I just walk. I don't do intervals like walk really
0: fast then slow down. I just walk. Yeah, yeah, I don't either. But it's more for the physical therapy stuff that I think I'll be doing intervals. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, so I wish we'll I could just do just the exercises and that would be it, but for my condition I need that. I need to be doing these targeted, very very targeted exercises and there's just Yeah. There's just so much to keep track of. I mean, it's going to be an investment of time. It already has been to set this up. But then once it's set up, then I can just do it and, you know, and get credit for it. And what's nice about the multi-timer app is it will actually keep track of your, like, you could actually put it on a spreadsheet. It'll actually track the data for you. But I don't know. I'd have to look in to see if it's something that would integrate with Apple Health, whereas that would be the other positive of using the watchOS 9 interval feature, because then that will probably track all that stuff in Apple Health. And that's where I want to be able to see it. So I like like those metrics.
1: Speaking of which, if you are on medications, you can now log your medications from your watch to put right into your Apple Health.
0: I am really looking forward to that because I am using the Reminders app to do it and it's like, eh, it's kind of hit or miss. I, I there There is another app, I, I could link to that too, called MetaSafe that does it. And that one's another one like with multi-timer where it's like that feature, but on steroids because we're talking about drugs. So that's an appropriate joke, right? Um, but I'm <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, that there, there are apps that do way more. Like, if you have much more complicated needs, then you really want to use a dedicated app for it. But for people who have more simple needs, I think this is really going to be the way to go. And this will be really important because, you know, we have a family member who is, you know, struggling to take their medications on time. And this will be really great because then you can share that information with other family members. So if they start missing their doses, that can start to... Set off a pattern, and then you'll be able to you know be on top of that, so yeah, I'm really, really excited for that i I'm, I'm I'm just excited mm. that everybody will have access to it within their operating system and not have to go and either pay extra money for an additional app or invest the time that it takes to set it up. If it's just there and it's part of the operating system, then more people will probably use it.
1: Mm. And then of course, there's more um, enhanced sleep and new
0: watch faces.
1: And, and let's see. see.
0: That's another reason oh, why it's like, oh, I really want to be able to track sleep stuff. But A, I don't they did say in the presentation that I guess they were somehow aligned with the metric they, they use for studying sleep. Because I mean I mean, let's face it, if you're really going to be tracking your sleep, if you're really having issues with sleep, you want to get a sleep study done where they put the electrodes all over you and they look at your brain. They're not just looking at, well, did you move or did you get up to go to the bathroom or, you know, is the accelerometer, you know, accelerometer and heart rate changes and things like that. That's, I don't know how accurate that is, but it's something. It's not something to discount. I think it's a lot more involved now. They're, they're doing a lot more deep learning about it. So there's something to be said for using it as a sleep tracking device. But again, same with medications, same with workouts. If you have more extensive needs, then you're going to want to get the right tool for the job. And this may not be it, but it's a good start. And it'll be available to everybody who has the device and has the operating system. So again, more people might use it and more people might start paying more attention to their sleep habits. So that's a good thing.
1: Now, this next one I'm really looking forward to for a friend of mine. It's called AFib History. She has AFib, and it's, it's pretty bad. She was supposed to be up. She lives in Florida. She was supposed to be up this past weekend and canceled because her AFib is so bad, it has been nonstop. She's, she's having surgery in July, oh, wow. and she cannot wait for July to come.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I said, well, are, at least are you on a cancellation? She's like, yeah, right. She is, but she expects nothing. And she doesn't want to leave the house. She's afraid to fly. So she stays Mm. like, you know, grocery shopping, something close by. But she has had so many AFib attacks that she has been hospitalized for it. So this will track the time your heart shows signs of AFib. Now, obviously, she knows she's having it. But this will keep a record that she can go to the doctor and go,
0: look, if you think I'm making it up, look. Yeah, here it is. (laughs) That that's a thing. That is a thing, especially with and not to get on too much of a soapbox. But uh, that's a thing with women, we are programmed to minimize our signs and symptoms. And I'm watching it happen in real time with a family member who you know, they're not really being completely honest with their health, because not because they're lying, but because they just don't know how to be because we've we've been trained from a from early stage in life to like, you know, everything else is more important than you, your kids are more important, your job is more important, you know, oh, it's just a little bit of heartburn, you know, this is stuff that we really need to pay attention to. And I think that again, having it available in the operating system on the device that you're wearing, it it can help you track this stuff early and get ahead of it. And like you said, you know, see, look, I'm not making it up. I really am having these symptoms. And, and here, let's let's do something about it. So yeah. I mean, isn't heart disease the number one killer of women in America? I, I, think I believe it's so. Our heart attacks. I mean, yeah, and, and we and have like different types saying, of heart attacks. We don't have the same a, heart attacks as men.
1: When a man walks into the ER and complains mm-hmm. of chest pains, they rush and they get him tested and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But when a woman, it's it's like you said, you must have heartburn, or well, you're a working mom, you're a yeah. wife, you're a mom, you have a full time job, home, put it's your feet stress. Up. Mm-hmm. It's like no. I want to be tested, too. Yeah, exactly. Because it could be something more. So she definitely knows that she has AFib, like I said, and she's having the surgery because she can't put it off any longer. And it's just mm-hmm. gotten worse and worse and worse. It's, you know, So I think for people who might have an AFib problem, this would be a good, uh, a good tool for them to use to keep an eye on it and make sure they're okay and to show the, the
0: results to the doctor. Do you think this would help her be able to be more confident to leave the house more often or you know how how do you think no, this could help No no because because
1: she's told me I well, I talked to her last week and she said it's like non-stop hmm. it's,
0: so it's not, not like, like she get,
1: Yeah, that's why she canceled the trip up here because mm-hmm. she wasn't going to get on a plane. Yeah. Which I don't blame her. I'm like I was sad, but at the same time I'm like I don't blame you. Yeah. You know, you need to stay closer to home. So so do we want to wrap up with the Macs that were introduced?
0: Sure. Yeah, let's wrap up with there there were two pieces of hardware. Yeah. Uh the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro. So we'll okay. start with the MacBook Air. These are the M2 chips and I was telling you pre-show that I almost almost kind of wish I might have wanted to wait just a little bit longer and held out just a little bit longer. I wish I would have known that these were coming out, and I might have had to decide between these two. But you know, again, I'm still I'm still glad that I got the 14-inch MacBook Pro with the M1 chip in it. Um, It does have three uh, Thunderbolt ports on it, whereas these only have what did we say? Two. It's all for me. It's about the ports. I really like being able to have those ports. So on the Air. At least on the air, so many people complained about the lack of ports. So on the air, they do have two Thunderbolt USB four ports on the left side, and, and MagSafe, of course. And I have mm-hmm. to say that the the body style that these two Macs have it's it's like the one that I have. It's kind of um, it's more squared off. It, it does really look more and more like like the side profile of an iPhone. And it's kind of got like a, if I would say I have to describe it, it almost has like a chin of a round corner. It's chunkier. It just feels chunkier. When I when I hold the 14-inch compared to my old 13-inch, I mean, yeah, big time noticeable difference. The 14-inch the feels really, really solid. It doesn't feel, you know, thin or light, which is kind of a downside, which is why I said that I almost would consider, you know, having waited a little bit longer only because, when I travel, when I go on house calls, I really do like that 13 inch form factor because it just fits in my backpack so much easier. It is, you know, with my arthritis and my hands and stuff, it is easier to pull out the 13 inch and set it up than to have to pull out the 14 inch and set up. But that being said, I mean, it is it is a chunkier, you know, beefier machine. So I, I am still really happy with it, but I, I might have been a little bit happier with a smaller form factor. But then you have to sacrifice the ports. And I don't know that I want to sacri- sacrifice those ports. What interested you yeah. about either of these two? Any any of them that Nothing. are tempted? <laughs> no, nope. no temptation for you there, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing. I have a 2019 16
1: inch MacBook Pro, and I'm happy. Yep, you I like it be with that for a yeah, while. Yeah, and I like I like the 16 inch. So mm-hmm. one See, of my kids I use has mine an, an, up an, to a
0: display, so
1: that's yeah. why. I say One of my kids has the phone. Air, and he's happy. Um, I don't, the next thing I buy will be an iPad because mine is just chewing through battery really quick, but yeah. my, it's also three and a half years old and I like beat the crap out of it because I'm constantly <laughs> watching videos mm-hmm. and I always watch videos at one and a half speed. So I know that does a number on the battery, but I'm using it constantly. So yeah. I just need to, it. it's serving yeah. its purpose. Yeah, so I need to hold out because I just can't do it right now with you know building a house. I I just yeah, don't have it's not I don't have the spare money anymore to be able to buy a new iPad. So, um, and I don't know what I would end up buying when the so time the... comes. Would I just get a plain old iPad or would I still get an iPad Pro? I don't know.
0: Yeah, you'll decide. What I really don't know. Clears
1: for you a little bit more. You know, I what I would it would. It would have to have at least 128 gigs, but probably 256, and that might make my decision right there.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm not worried about now because it's not the time.
0: So, as far as the Macs are concerned, the MacBook Air, the M, these are both M2 chip models. They have different finishes. I I, I want to say these are new colors that they released: silver, Starlight, Space Gray, and Midnight. So, Space Gray and silver are still the two. The two main colors, but I, I guess it's the starlight and the midnight that are the two. Mm. So this starlight is like kind of the gold color, but it's not a pinkish gold. It's not the rose gold. It's a little bit more. It, it looks, to be honest, it looks beige. It looks. It beige. does. The midnight, In the picture, it does. Yeah. The midnight is more of a black. It's, it's, it's darker than the space gray. And I know a lot of people that will like that. because.
1: But they, it they looked blue on MacBook. TV. It looked blue on TV, so I don't oh, yeah. know what color okay. it really is. Well, if it's more it is of a midnight, darker, so. yeah. So I don't know if it's more of it. a darker gray, black, or if
0: it's more of a dark blue. It could very well be a dark blue black because it, you know, the name midnight. It's nice, whatever it is. I, I would, I would be tempted to get the midnight color. I would get honest. the midnight. Yeah, I would get I mean, the it's, midnight. I. If I, they I buy would have silver. had a purple, if they would have had a purple in here, I might be looking at selling this one. <laughs> <laughs> don't they have a purple iMac? An iMac, but not a MacBook Pro or a MacBook Air in in this lineup. Not in the M twos and not in yeah. not in the M ones either. There was not a purple. No, yeah. If, if there was a purple, I would have it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the MacBook Pro thirteen inch. There's just silver and space gray. So yeah, I mean it's it's tempting. Let's see what did, what do did the ports look like on this. See again on the MacBook Pro thirteen inch. There's only two Thunderbolt USB four on one side. And on the other side, one of those is is for the power. Exactly. So, yeah, so you have no choice. You have to have a hub. Right. Which I do use a hub right now. I, you know, I basically use this laptop as a desktop, which that wouldn't bother me as much. However, when I travel, I want those ports. I want those ports to be available for anything that I throw at. So, oh, you know what? It has a touch bar, too. I didn't I didn't remember them saying that. See, and I don't really care for the touch bar. I thought that they were going to get rid of the touch bar. I use bar. it. I use it
1: occasionally. I use it, you know, I use the touch ID constantly. Oh, the yeah. The touch bar, yeah. I use more for um, sometimes when I'm spelling a word that's long. Okay. And it knows what I'm doing. I, I t- I, like if I was typing the word encyclopedia, by the mm. time I get to, you know, ency, it knows what I want and I just touch it.
0: Or when I'm changing the volume. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time for the volume. Yeah, because you kind of have to. Like, that's where the volume is located. See, that's just it. I, that's what I don't like about the touch bar. You, but you can to put use it use the you, touch bar for those. No, controls. you can put it in the menu bar. You can put it in the
1: menu bar, yeah. the volume. Yeah. But uh, if I'm watching, a, a, a say, a video through Safari and it's too low, then I just touch it and I just increase the volume that way and then decrease the volume back down and move on. I like on. having so, my dedicated keys for those.
0: I, I'm yeah. I'm really, really happy with the keyboard on this 14 inch. So so that so that kinda that kinda clarifies things now looking at that because I'm very, very much happy with the keyboard, the touch ID, whereas on the thirteen inch, the old the 2016 that has the touch bar, that touch ID feels like a little chiclet that's gonna fall off. Like it just feels like a very, very premature, you know, pre first iteration of it. Whereas this one is a dedicated key that feels like it belongs there. It it really there's an indentation just like a just like on an iPhone. It's it's very much like that and I'm really really happy with that. So I really like having the three ports, two on the one side and one on the other side. So I really like the versatility. So that clarifies that. I would not looking at these two compared to my 14-inch, I would not go for the MacBook Pro 13-inch even though it's got the M2 I just don't like the keyboard and I don't like the lack of ports or the port configuration. On the Air, I mean, the Air would be plenty for my needs, too. I'm not doing like major Hollywood video production. Um, I like the color choices. But again, with the ports, you only have two ports on one side. Now, you do have the, mag, the MagSafe, which is which is great. I don't know why they didn't put that on the other MacBook Pro. That's mm. that's seems like a bad choice to me. Why didn't they just give it magsafe? Do they have magsafe?
1: No. No. You you, you use one that's of your ports so for the power. Weird.
0: Why does it seem like the MacBook th- the MacBook Pro 13 inch that's available next month, why does it seem like that design is going backwards in time to me?
1: I'm wondering if the magsafe on the Air is because more people are going to use the Air as their portable machine. Yeah, for sure. As it's, opposed to the Pro. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you have that mag safe because you know, you're in a coffee shop and someone runs over your cord. But it's a pro. <laughs>
0: it should have all the pro features. Like it should have more It should ports have the ports. It. it should have the mag safe. That yeah, the, the this MacBook Pro 13 inch feels like it's going backwards in time. I I'd, I'd be more tempted by the air. It's got more color choices, it's got mag safe, so that frees up those other two ports. Yeah, you, you're probably going to have to use a hub with it that you you know when you're yeah. traveling with it. But if you're and using it it as a desktop, not, you just plug it into your hub.
1: And it does not have display. the touch bar, just the touch ID on yeah. the air. I yeah. mean, the, for me, the touch bar is not a make it or break it. Yes. If it has it, fine. If it doesn't have it, fine. As long as I have the touch ID, yes, that's all
0: I need. That's, that's all, all I, care I want. About. As far as as far as touch anything on a Mac. The only thing I want, I truly want is Touch ID. That's it. Yeah. That's all I care about. And you know, and half the time, I don't even have to use it because of my watch. But right. for times when I don't have my watch on, I definitely want that Touch ID.
1: Yeah. And that's something else about this new watch. I find that it, uh, I have it set up to unlock my Mac. Uh-huh. It works so much better than my other one. The other one, my, my Apple Watch 5, at least twice a week, I was resetting it.
0: Oh, wow. To really? unlock
1: it. Oh, it was awful. So wow. I don't know huh. if it's the Bluetooth or if it was the watch itself just said, I'm old. I'm old. I can't do this anymore. Yeah,
0: it could so be. it could know. also be Because it, there has been a couple
1: of times where this watch did not unlock and ended up having to use the Touch ID. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's doing so much better. But it okay. constantly, it is constantly, and this went with my other watch too. Constantly unlocks my iPhone,
0: and you don't want it like, to, or
1: yeah, I'll pick up my iPhone and it goes, and I'll mm. feel a vibration. It goes, your Apple, your watch just unlocked your iPhone. Like, hmm. all I did was pick up my
0: phone to walk to another room, but okay. <laughs> so. See, and I, I wonder about that. I question this whole thing with the Apple Watch unlocking. I mean, I love it. I love it, especially because of the you know wearing a mask all the time when I'm working but now that they they added being able to unlock apps with the mask on I haven't had to worry about it too much but I mean just I mean it's silly but like say my 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 kiddos around and I'm in here, and he sits down at my computer, and all he does is press the space bar. If I'm nearby, it just unlocks. He's like, ooh, now I can, like, oh, you know, mess with your computer. And I think to myself, all right, well, my teenager wants to do that. What if, like, a a criminal wanted to do that, and I was nearby? They could just get right into my stuff because my watch is so good at unlocking, and it just unlocks it right away. So, eh, I just, I wonder. I wonder about that. I just, I don't know. I have anxiety. I just think about those things. (laughs) It's like, oh, here, let me take your phone. Oh, thank you for unlocking it for me because now I can just run off with it. You know, it's unlocked (laughs) now. I can do whatever I want. (laughs) Melissa, before
1: we wrap up, if people want to get in touch with us and let us know what they liked about yesterday's WWDC event, how would they do so?
0: We have a variety of methods which we can extract information from you. <laughs> one would be <laughs> we have ways of making you talk. Uh, one way is to email us. We have an email address, which is podcast at geekiestshowever.com. You can send us your questions and comments that way. You can also tweet at us. We are at geekiestshow. And then where can they reach us individually if they should desire on Twitter? On
1: Twitter, I am Elisa Paselli one Melissa is at the Mac Mommy, or you can reach her on her website, themacmommy.com. So that's how you can get in touch with us. We want to thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you again in a couple of weeks. And until then, please stay safe.